All right, everybody. We have a returning guest, old friend, the original, the one and only head of the Ginger Ninja Nation. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Spurduto, how are you doing? I am great. Now, I uh, this just in, I apparently had a nation. You know, I, you know how sometimes when you, you're watching a television program and they have a friend or family member come up and tell a person that they've been nominated for an Oscar? Uh, <laughs> you know yeah i i see the parallel grandma why are you here baby i just want to let you know that you're the head of the ginger ninja nation now that <laughs> honestly sounds more like the beginning of a dystopian movie all right okay see, i was looking for a new script idea so hold on let me write this down <laughs> <laughs> No, we haven't had you. You haven't been here since uh, things like episode sixty-seven, and it's a weird thing how things, some things have changed, some things have not changed. One of the things that has yeah. not changed: people still have crap on their face, uh, have Halloween masks on their face, and I'm just curious: has everything kind of begun to spring back to life, performance-wise? so um I, I think it's beginning to um it's certainly not where it was before all this happened mm-hmm. um but i mean i'm getting a lot of people putting their feelers out trying to put shows together even with with me with ginger ninja where they're kind of cautiously planning for fall winter although we don't know what's going to happen then but um, it people are starting to cautiously move ahead where I th- am I have hope. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. Because it is just a weird because every is every comment that I've had on, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, any kind of live anybody that I've talked to, you know, they have they have the same thing because essentially obviously comics can do shows outside, you know, um, Right. But I have yet to see someone break out the Othello. Uh, <laughs> I haven't seen that outside yet. I mean, obviously, people do do theater in the park, but I just haven't. The people that I've talked to, I mean, the singers are starting to perform a little bit. You know, the actors are performing yeah. a little bit. And, and the, I'm, mm-hmm. the, the beauty of, like, musicians and singers, though, is that, I mean, it's nice to have an audience, but for them to practice their craft... They don't necessarily need one. If you know, you just if you're just itching to play guitar and you have nowhere to play it, you can go to your room and play it. It's not the same as having a performance, but things like with comedy, you can't just tell your jokes in front of a mirror. Mm-hmm. So there definitely seems to be more of a void there that a lot of comics were struggling to look to fulfill. Um, and some of whom were able to do it with uh, outdoor shows, with virtual shows, but it's, I mean, outdoor shows are pretty much just like indoor shows, but other than that, it's difficult to get that same feeling of performing on a show by doing anything else other than performing on a show. Mm-hmm. Now, I remember I saw a picture on Facebook a long time ago and you were performing outside 
I think it was like on a boardwalk or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So, so it's not like you've you know it's not like you don't have experience doing shows outside. Uh, that to call that a show is putting it lightly. We were just kind of performing on the boardwalk for anyone who would come watch. Um, one of the nights was great. There actually were it was more in the evening. So there were a lot of people like walking on the boardwalk that just kind of stopped and um, like the way the stage was set up at the end, there were railings around where people could just hang out and, and um, watch the stage for a while. Another time we tried the show during the daytime and our audience wound up being a bunch of six year olds perched up on the beach on the other side of the stage. And a lot of comics don't really have material that caters to six-year-olds. It's kind of hard to break out the uh, Sesame Street, the Sesame Street puppets. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't have that laying around, nobody has a Sesame, a Sesame Street puppets. Really? Really? We can't do our really biting political material in front of these five-year-olds. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it was even then that that was, I think one of the shows that hammered it home for me that, being clean and being for kids are two entirely different things. Mm -hmm. Like you can be clean enough for kids that you can tell jokes that the kids won't ask their parents about on the ride home. But the cleanest comic in the world is not going to entertain kids if they're telling clean material about married life and taxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I remember doing something that happened to me a while ago where, we were doing a show and it's uh, it was an Al-Anon meeting and everybody brought their kids, and uh, oh, <laughs> and you know I was the only one that had clean material. So, uh, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> oh goodness, you know, it was, fortunately I was last, you know, but the, you know the first guy. So my wife and I are doing some stuff, and you know we like, oh man. <laughs> It was it was it, to me that actually made it fifty times funnier because it was just funny watching that up on stage, uh, watching that happen. But yeah, but the thing is, I mean, because you are you, you're doing you do you do fundraisers, you do fundraisers, um, fi- and and I mean, but fire halls and places like that too, which I absolutely love those places. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It is, and it, it's like it's like I got one of my best tapes. And then, by the way, for everybody listening, uh, just so you know, Molly, uh, a third of my audience is like uh, in their early 20s. So when I say tapes, a bunch of them just probably pulled over and Googled. <laughs> what is a tape? Um, you recorded <laughs> or, <it> on tape? <laughs> like, don't you use that to stick things together? Bro, why did you, why, how can you do that, bro? I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it's like, you know, but it, it, it's just, it's just one of those things where you, you record it and, and it's just a fantastic thing because it literally, it looked like an HBO, spe- obviously it was only one camera instead of four, but it looked like an HBO sp- uh, special because, you know, the window was open and you could see the night light. There was 500 people there and, yeah, you know, you go, wow, you know, and that's what those places are like. And that's why it's, it's a great place to be, I, you know, when, when I go to those, those joints, it's, it's just a fantastic thing. So I know you got, you have to oh, be yeah. having a great time doing those. Oh, I, I absolutely love them. And it's, they seem to be really appreciative groups too, for the most part too. Mm-hmm. Um, like there was just one time at one of the firehouses, just this cute old man just like walked by at the end of the show and just went, 
that was such a great night. My ribs are hurting. And it was just so wholesome that I'm like, I wish that might have been like the nicest thing someone said to me in a long time, even though it wasn't really intended to be like mm. a glowing compliment. <laughs> well, first of all, just, first of all, I think you should take it as a compliment. But the other thing oh, yeah. is you just have to make sure there wasn't a pause between those two parts of the sentence. Making sure, because, uh, <laughs> you know, if there's a big pause between, there's the funny show in the, in the world. It's pause. In addition to that, my ribs are hurting. Could you call an ambulance? Uh... <laughs> now that you mention it, I'm trying to rewind the tape in my head. That was the funniest show. My ribs are hurting. Lady, I told you my ribs are hurting. Could you pick me up, please? Could you call 911, please? <laughs> But that, that is that is the weird thing how how something that makes people laugh it just especially if you're laughing really really hard how it literally just shuts the human being down you know just if, if you watch a tape of somebody that you know like say you, you go on YouTube and you watch a tape of uh, news anchors who can't stop laughing mm. you know and these are people who you know in the news tonight a house was blown up and everything and this that and the other. Uh, now I'm going to talk about this pig who has no legs. Look, <laughs> and he can't stop laughing. And it's like you're not used to seeing someone that serious break down, and that's the power of laughing. In fact, I'm pretty sure that your jokes injured that old man. Oh man! And uh, I just want to. I say, mean, you should you should apologize to his family. <laughs> I should. Oh well, sir. If you're listening, Mister Mister Rib Injury, I I please accept this as my apology to you and your family. I would just like to say right now, as his lawyer, uh, I'd like to say that uh, <laughs> the person was a oh, this uh, this old older gentleman was uh, was viciously attacked with punchlines by a small redheaded woman, and uh, this is her picture. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not going to say she's prone to violence, but she calls herself Ginger Ninja. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, I wailed <laughs> myself into this one, didn't I? Yeah. Well, that's okay because I think I might get sued in the future because of inspired by the name of your company. I'm gonna name my company a Coco Kickboxer, uh, just to get things going. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Even <laughs> I can imagine that the uh, oh god, you know what would happen to me if I did that. I w- the phone would ring off the hook with every comic you know and every comic I know breaking my stones endlessly. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Coco Kickboxer really has a ring to it. I know. I know. I, I think You know what? In fact, if there's anybody listening, don't use Coco Kickboxer. I'm going to thinking, I'm thinking <laughs> about changing uh, my production company that I have don't have anymore uh, into Coco Kickboxer. So I think that's that's exactly what I'm going to do in the future is Coco Kickboxer. <laughs> 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 that's like there was uh, um some time ago my friend and i were in a, a very casual band we never performed live but we just got together and played a bunch mm-hmm. and we called ourselves face basement and we had uh, written a song at one re- point wait, 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 repeat that again you called yourself face basement <laughs> okay <laughs> okay it's it's a it's a reference to the a play called the pillow man mm. um which is uh, the premise is a um author who writes 
a series of stories that are really morbid and a lot of them involve um like deaths and torture to children it's the stories are not good the play itself is more about the writer but at any rate um face basement is one of the titles of his stories and you can just kind of take it from there Mm. but it's a cool name um at any rate (laughs) but and that's how we got the band name um but one of my friends was had written a counter song to one of the songs that we were that we were playing at the time and she leaves me a voicemail to sing the song and she just to introduce herself she just goes on my voicemail saying hi i'm ass attic and so on and so forth i'm like that was that was a really good (laughs) counter to me well done well done you mean so see this is the this is this see this this is this is what i'm talking about you take the title of a series of morbid movies i mean more morbid morbid (laughs) stories okay and you have ginger ninja in your name i'm telling you right now that old guy's calling he's calling and it's going to yeah he's calling you just you're just sinking it deeper I should definitely do a bit of soul searching on that. But to be fair, it, it, all of my all of my name choices do lend themselves to really catchy rival names. So, well, you you just essentially uh, uh, explained you had pretty much a rap battle uh, on your phone. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to look. If you need an alibi, I just want to let you know right now. If you have to, you know, take care of some business. Uh, you know, some kind of drive-by sorting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just let me know up front, and I'll go. Yeah, she was here the whole time. We were recording this a sec, a, a third podcast that didn't come out yet, and that's why she was she was with me the whole time uh, talking. She was not driving by sorting people who had the nerve to diss her on the phone, pretty much asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me ask you this: I, I saw you, 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 you. See, I knew you you sang, but I mean, how often mm-hmm. do you actually do it? Because I know, because let's be honest, you got a lot, you got a lot of things going on. You got to perform yourself. You have the you have the company. You have to book seventeen billion comics, and then the singing. Um. Well, I have actually been lucky enough to have a pretty standard opportunity to sing. I am. A, Here's a great segue to all the uh, morbid stuff that I'm a part of. I am a singer at my church. Mm-hmm. Um, so I work on the weekends as a church cantor. So leading uh, the um, congregation into song and all that jazz. So um, when I went to, uh, um, when I went to school at that same school where the church is connected to, they kind of, I guess poach the students to find eligible cantors and train them from there. So a bunch of us from even after we had graduated from school came back to continue singing and then some of us, you know, in our 30s still haven't left. You know what's funny about this? This is going to sound weird and I'm going to change the subject just for a moment. You just referenced in our 30s. When I met you originally Mm-hmm. I think you were what uh, nine and a half. <laughs> 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 I 
movies. Was I allowed? In, would, would I have been allowed in comedy rooms at that age? That was it. Was it was just the funniest because you you uh, you're one of those, um, and take this as a compliment, okay? One of those mm-hmm. annoying people that look younger than they actually are. So, uh, oh yeah. So she. I remember when you you come into the place and I saw you walk in and. You know, it wasn't the first time I saw some. I didn't know you were like in your early twenties. I didn't know. So I'm going. They had a teenager on the show. I mean, I mean, and I can't. I can't say anything because I was a teenager when I started. And then, uh, then I started talking to you. And I was, oh, okay, okay. But it was just kind of funny when you. And in our thirties, I'm going. Oh my god, you've known each other that long. Yeah. And uh, I'm also still in my thirties. So the heck with you. <laughs> yeah, I might have been like 19 or 20 when I when I first met you so you weren't that far off with my age some yeah. people are off the mark completely because <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I've been there uh, I ha- I'm also one of those annoying people that look <laughs> a lot younger than they actually were and I showed up at 17 and people were literally like is your mom and your dad here get out <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I'm 17 man yeah sure you are punk get down the steps you know, so, you know, but, but that was, but that was weird because when I was, before we, before I called you today, I was thinking, well, called you Zoom, I should say. Um, I was like, let me look yeah. at, let me look at some of, I'm going to look up some of her older interviews with people and see what the situation, see what she talked about. So I don't ask you the same dumb questions. Um, and I don't want to say the questions were dumb. I was just speaking in, in terms of, I don't want to ask, you know, it's like when this person is promoting a movie and they go, so I understand rock that uh, you used to be a wrestler. <laughs> yeah <laughs> right and when and in doing so i saw some of the interviews um good you know good stuff and but i also ran across the youtube youtube videos of stand-up from when you started oh yeah yeah, yeah. where'd you find them you see i'm 52 years old and um the only people that have videos of me when i started is the person talking to you on the phone is talking to you on the show right now yeah <laughs> and that and what i wanted to ask you is because you've been doing it for a long time now and you've been good for a long time so obviously now you don't think about it just write the joke you know how to write a joke you know how to pace a show you know how to make people laugh you know how to get the applause breaks and all that but when you go back and you look at the beginning have you actually gone because i can but by the way you you sounded shocked right now uh, <laughs> it sounds it sounds like you have not perused the Molly Spaduto vault. Um, not like the early early years, but I actually one of my pandemic projects was trying to go through this huge pile of videos um, that and try to go through them to see if there's any material I can clip up and mm-hmm. um, like put up on YouTube, anything I can put together for a reel, you know, mm-hmm. the things I shot up probably should have done um, more consistently over the past many years. But I was, I did wind up looking at gigs from as early back as like 2014. And I think there's a couple even older than that, that I still haven't looked at yet. Oh, and there are. <laughs> Oh yeah, I believe it. But the thing being is that I do look at them and part of me goes, good God, I need to apologize and thank every person that ever took the time to book me back then because Achi Machi. Um, But at the same time, I'm like looking at them going, 
I want to have the same reaction to these videos, or I want to have the same reaction to my videos nowadays in about five, six years from now than I am having at my videos from 2014, if that makes sense. I phrase that really weird, Mm -hmm. but I never want to settle. So I do want to look at these videos of these shows that I'm having today that I think I'm killing it at. And I want to look at them one day and go, man, I could have done so much better. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so glad that I've improved. You know, I, I want to, I want to have that same feeling because I feel like now I look at a lot of the stuff that I've done lately and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. And wait, a but second. I don't want to hold it a second. Hmm? You mean to tell me you look at the, okay. the recent stuff's good. You, you, you know, I, I, you know, I was really good last week. Of course you were. well i one of the one of the videos i finally took a look at was one of my last shows right before the pandemic Mm -hmm. um because i i mean as evidenced by the fact that i still have a lot of old stuff up apparently i need to update my material on online and have to figure out where to get it from and so i'm like all right i'll sit down and watch this video i put it off because it's a half hour set that I was lucky enough to get, but I wasn't sure if I wanted to actually sit through watching myself on video for a half hour, but I was so happy with it. Um, and I'm like looking, I'm like, I, I would almost put this entire clip up just as is if anyone cared to watch anything for 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, that's an example of it. But a lot of, a lot of stuff, um, the older stuff is just kind of cleaning through and seeing what I've learned. And even if there was like a nugget of gold back then that I forgot that I told that I want to bring back to life, you know? Oh, I, I go through, I go through boxes of stuff that I wrote like I mean, a long time ago. I mean, and uh, I'll be honest with you. There's, I mean, and, and keep in mind some of the stuff that I, I never actually performed and I look at it and I'm, I'm embarrassed at the the words on the paper. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's like I'm sitting there going, "Oh God, uh, I have a you know I have a, a heater here, but if I had a fireplace, I'd be so tempted to kick that box into that, fire- <laughs> into that fireplace." Yeah. Oops, did I kick that into the fireplace and say, "The hell with this crap"? Did I do that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but 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 oh, this is this is this is something I'm curious about because I've never been married. I've had you know I've lived with women and things of that nature and. Um, but, but by the time they saw me, I was good at the job, but you have tapes and thing tapes, Jesus Christ. You have recordings. I mean, probably tapes somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. To tape the box clothes, you know, that, <laughs> <laughs> you have, you have recordings and I'm curious now, were you already good when you met your husband or were you still in that learning the technique phase? I was still finding my voice a bit. Um, so I had my good shows and my bad shows. Uh, and I mean, well, everyone does regardless of what level they're at, but I, my ratio of good shows to bad shows was still roll of the dice. Have no idea how this show is going to turn out. Can't even make a prediction kind of a thing. Mm. Um, luckily the first show that he saw me at was one of my better ones. Um, but I don't want to say that I was terrible, but I was definitely still in the process of figuring it out. You know how we jokingly uh, 
referenced a movie earlier in this in this in this show. I was just thinking about here's another movie for you. The alternate universe movie where your husband goes to that show and the show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and the awkward date afterward. Um because we've all been there where, you know, someone you really like, oh, this is this person's special. Yeah. I'm gonna take this, I want this person to come to the show and see what I do. And then You know what would have you know what would have probably happened then? Because mm-hmm. before he saw me do stand up, he did see me sing. Um because mm-hmm. a couple of my friends and I were at an open mic night, I jumped in on um and sang a song with one of them. And so he heard and he was impressed by that. Mm-hmm. If comedy tanked after that, I probably would have gone up to him afterward and been like, you know what? Just kidding. I'm not really a comedian. I'm a singer. Let's go back to this and live the rest of our lives exactly like this. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, the funny thing about it is an, an encouraging significant other or prospect of being would be in the car. Yeah. You know, uh, that was pretty good. Uh. So you're a singer, right? that's how i the way that i know that a show went terribly is if someone comes up to me and doesn't even say a thing about my set and just compliments my hair oh yeah yeah that's why i wear a red wig sometimes and i don't feel funny even if my show sucks (laughs) they'll talk about how nice my red hair is i don't normally see black dudes with red hair but that's pretty nice yeah it is what it is Now, last time we talked, you said that he did. He he's he. If I remember correctly, um, he does mm-hmm. not come to all. I mean, nobody goes to all the shows, but you know, I mean, yeah. he, he's been married forever. He's not coming to all the shows. You know what I mean? Uh, it's the, right. That's never. You know, once once a person's been with you about a year, they're like, "Look, you know, I love you, right? Great. I'll be at the house." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> You tell me how it is, but don't tell me if the game's still on. You wait till the game's over, and then you can tell me exactly what the thing. Will be. But uh, how does I mean? Has he seen the tapes that you're referring to? The old tapes. Um, is this one of those sit on the couch next to each other watching the tapes? Or you go, yeah? Why don't you wait outside, buddy? <laughs> I need to do this myself. Um, <laughs> I mean, as I've just been reminded, they're readily available online somewhere. Um, yeah. So I'm sure that at some point he's probably gotten bored and went down a rabbit hole. Um, but have I ever willingly presented them to him? Mm-hmm. No. Sometimes I'll show him clips of things that I actually particularly enjoyed or thought were funny, but um, I, I, not anything older just for the sake of showing him what it was. Mm-hmm. Because you you said, if I remember correctly, you said that, um, because I know, obviously, part of this, too, this is like, there's the corporate spouse, you know, there's the person that did, the lady's the CEO, the guy's the CEO, and they have the meetings and everybody, you know, it's very, you know, you, you hang out with the other the other business people, the entrepreneurs, and your spouse comes and hangs out, and they do that kind of thing. And, and, and comedy spouses and boyfriends and girlfriends are exactly the same way, and so far as they will show up, watch the show, and then they kind of become part of that uh, click of friends um you know and it's <laughs> it, it always cracks me up when you could tell which person uh boyfriend or girlfriend not, not spouse because they've already been married you can tell which ones are just not going to be around for a while yeah because that's a that's a tough that's a tough table to sit uh <laughs> 
with a bunch of comics and veteran comedy spouses who who now figured out how to fit into that um, with their own significant their own uh, sense of humor as well. And if I remember correctly from our last talk, he does not do the hangout thing. Um, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, if he's coming to a show mm-hmm. and we're hanging out afterwards, he will come with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but there have to be a lot of stars aligned because a that means he has to be coming to a show mm-hmm. b that means that means that i have to have been invited somewhere after the show with the comics mm-hmm. c that means i have to agree to go out at, with the comics afterwards and you know because most of the time i'm game but if i got a long drive or you know anything else under the sun if i'm already really tired if it's late whatever um and then the last part is he comes with me um, so it's only happened maybe a handful of times. Yes. He is a veteran comedy significant other. Yes. The new people, for some reason, feel like they have to go to everything. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, you really don't. I mean, I know you don't want to be here for this. You don't have to do this. But uh, here's another question. Does his beard come to the show with him? Occasionally, right now he doesn't have one. <laughs> he got rid of that for now, and you know that's a decision that he'll have to live with for you know two, three whole minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just because I, I, I just remember um, before I think it was the first time we uh, you were on the show. I was like, hey, let me look up and and, and see, you know, check out uh, Molly's page and see what the deal is. You know, see if there's some. You know some interesting travel things because you you were you were running all over the place there for a while. Are you still traveling like that? I mean, <laughs> before the pandemic, obviously. Um, mostly throughout like New Jersey more than anything else. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, but not like vacation traveling. Yeah, because I, I was like, "What the hell is it? You running from the law or something? What the hell's going?" <laughs> yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did a couple of like fun Europe things, but that has not happened since college. That's, that's an interesting thing too. A lot of people kind of get that out of the way during that, during that period to get all the traveling in and then old person life sets in, you know, into your thirties like you and me 20 years ago. So old. (laughs) (laughs) And then those kind of things happen. But I was always, I was always curious about that because you know, because you also, and, and that's the other thing you were doing, you were doing that, 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 was it the mud run? Oh, and as soon as I feel like being around people in that much mud again, I'm definitely going to be continuing to do that. That's not a thing that's stopped yet. That, yeah, I was, I was always curious about that because I used to see people, um, there was, there was another group of people that would, I'd be driving down the road and they'd be covered in seven or eight colors. Oh yeah, those are. Um, I think probably the, the original one was the color run, um, mm. where it's basically a five k, and at different stations they have this colored powder stuff that they'll mm. throw and wave onto you, and um, 
sometimes it looks nice and sometimes you sweat and then it melts onto you and sometimes the colors mix and you just look like a weird shade of purple brown but <laughs> I, 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 it was really because i'm sitting there going I, it, it's it's pretty much self-explanatory when you look at the people you're going obviously each station has a different color and da, 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 yeah but so you're a you're you're a uh you, you're a runner like that runner is a broad term for what i do um i try to run but for anyone looking on it just kind of looks like i'm dancing to an invisible 80s song ah <laughs> but i try because i was curious because some people some people you know they they really and some people that i actually know too um just love it i mean they just they have to run oh my god we got this a 5k and then i have a Seven uh, k. I'm going to run. Have a half marathon. I'm going to run, and then a, a triple marathon. I'm going to run. I'm going to calm down, bro. <laughs> you know, but but I, but I, but also, and then you have the the gym rats. Are you a are you a gym rat as well? I don't like gyms. I've do if I'm going to work out, I'm going to do it in the privacy of my own home where no one can watch me. Um, which I do do uh, fairly regularly, but I I do it on my own time in my own way. I do not like being around other people in doing that. I can relate. I just got a total gym myself. I just, I don't need the rest. <laughs> I just got one. I'm, I'm sitting, it's actually to my right right now. I just don't need, I mean, and I, most of it is basically the pandemic. I just, I mean, even though I've been vac vaccinated, I still, it's amazing how it changes the way you thought. Cause in the back in the day, you'd go to the gym, somebody sweat on the machine, just go, ah, I'll wipe it off. No. Yeah. Like, burn this <laughs> yeah exactly now in the whole gym burn it down you can rebuild it in six months get it out of here now how many comics do you think you know in your universe of comedy uh, the people that you have to pick from to mm -hmm. to do your show so you know obviously you know you do a lot of shows uh, well, let me back up for a moment um okay this is a we moved the pandemic out of the way say six months from now or before the pandemic where you're actually doing shows at the same time how many would you have going simultaneously would you say um the most i've had is three mm -hmm. is that, um yeah is it, hmm? is it difficult to keep in track of that because i've only I've, the, the most i've ever had booked for a show, one <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. That three show night was like, it was an exhilarating weekend for me. I love that. And I would love to have more of that. Mm. Um, keeping track of it wasn't that difficult. Um, I mean, I am a little crazy as far as like Excel sheets and organizational systems go. Mm -hmm. So I have it all there so that I don't have to keep it in my head. Mm -hmm. um, but Otherwise, it was just, I don't know. It was fun to me. I uh, can't really justify it any other way, but I did. I had that weekend and, you know, talked to everyone, set everything up, had all the shows going, had everyone texting me, telling me how everything was going, keep posted, and then debriefing the next day, and then just kicking back and relaxing, knowing that I just had a really full weekend and it was a lot of fun. I would do that again in a heartbeat. It's like it's like uh, 
It sounds to me like someone who goes from from a middle class life, you get to be a millionaire. For you, you can be a millionaire and be what a millionaire is from Friday <laughs> to Sunday. You go back to your regular life on Monday. You're like, do I have to go back? I mean, I like my life, but I'm, this whole yacht thing was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but this this is what I'm, I'm I'm curious about, not just for you, but for just in general, as far as. The comedy world is concerned because everybody has seemed to adjust themselves as much as they can to the pandemic by doing you know Zoom shows. Obviously, we knew the shows outside. We'll talk. That's basically just regular comedy, but right. uh, podcasts and things of that nature. Obviously, I was doing podcasts for sixteen thousand years, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm curious. I'm just very curious as to because I know you did you did uh, virtual shows as well, correct? Yes. Now, will you incorporate that at the same rate? Because obviously you seem to enjoy having these shows going at the same time, two shows, three shows. And now, you know, you can actually have virtual shows. Do you think you will incorporate that more? Because essentially it makes people that are gener- uh, that are geographically undesirable, geographically desirable. Yeah, I, I mean, I'd love to keep them into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um it really just depends on demand, though, who wants to have one and who's sick of Zoom, the latter of which is almost everyone and their mother. Um, but like you said, it, there are a couple of those Zoom shows that I had were um, shows where people literally around the world were able to watch. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of neat how you don't have to, how all the limits are gone. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to worry about distance traveling you don't have to worry about the size of the room even if um you were originally doing a show in a room that didn't seat more than 60 people and 70 want to come now they can mm-hmm. um plus i love the fact that i can wrap up a show on zoom by saying goodnight everyone and closing my laptop lid and meandering downstairs with my whiskey to just finish it on the couch and not have to worry about cleaning up sound equipment, not have to worry about driving an hour. Um, so there's a certain, there's a lot of advantages and a couple of beauties to that, that make me hope that zoom shows don't entirely go away. I, I look forward to the return of regular live shows and have that become the norm again, but I'd like to see a mix. Yeah. But how, how do you think with, Every uh, obviously Zoom is the one that that's on you know front of mind because it actually exploded obviously during the pandemic as everyone knows. Right. But with so many different things in social media that are that are available to us now, uh, Facebook Live, uh, Instagram Live, uh, hell, live on Twitter, Clubhouse, uh, Spotify Green Room, and all these other kind of things. You know, I mean, with those being with those being available to you. Do you see yourself uh, making use of any of those things? I would like to. Um, I mean, pandemic aside, I another thing that I've kind of looked over as far as how to better myself as a performer, um, I could probably stand to up my social media game a bit in general, mm. which would amount to more consistent um, posting all around. Um, 
and also kind of figuring out where I want to put my efforts, like, because there are so many different, as you said, there are so many different places where you can um, have a social media presence, but unless you have a social media department or a social media manager, you're not going to excel at them all as a single human being. Mm. Um, so kind of deciding, picking my battles and figuring out where I want to be visible and how I want to be visible and what, um, what I want to use, whether it's using a mix of live video or posting, uh, being the person that posts funny pictures all the time or mm. just slinging one-liners or a combination of them. It, it's I'm trying to figure out what works best for me and what I want to try and where I want to try it. So roundabout way of saying, uh, of answering your question there, but I'd like to do more of that. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 because this thing is, it's a, it's a very difficult thing because I have three Twitters, three Facebooks, two Instagrams, Clubhouse, Spotify, Green. I, I, I mentioned the stuff that I was using. Yeah, and yeah. It is a huge pain in the buttocks sometimes because, I mean, you <laughs> it's like as much content as you can create at the, at the highest level, these things will vacuum it up, <laughs> you know? It's like yep. you, you, and and you almost you almost are in a situation where you have to repurpose certain things because some of these things are. I mean, there's some crossover, but there's also certain things where the audience is completely different. So obviously, you can get away with repurposing things. But if you have the same audience across five different things, you can't. Hey, uh, that guy in politics, this, that, this, and this. Uh, you said that on Twitter, bro. You heard that already. <laughs> you know, and you wind up stuck there. I feel like sometimes, even though people follow you in certain places, mm -hmm. they favor one channel over the others. Oh. So I don't, I mean, again, you do social media way more than I do. So I could just be talking at my head right now. And um, you may have already thought of this and already decided that it was wrong. But uh, I've heard the counter argument that... Mm -hmm putting uh, that putting material out even if it's a couple days apart or even a couple weeks recycle something to see maybe if you miss this maybe if you miss me posting this on facebook now you can see it on twitter and enjoy it the same way that people did on facebook or maybe you saw it on facebook and forgot about it and now you're reminded about it and now you're laughing again um so I, I, what do you think because you do this more than i do <laughs> I've I've come to find that people, even if uh, very similar to what you were what you were what you were speaking of right there, I was half joking in in the in the statement to be honest with you. But the the thing is, yeah. what happens is people tend to like you where they found you. Mm. Uh, if they found you on Twitter, even if they have you, <laughs> even if they follow you in other places, they they like you on Twitter. That's where they're comfortable with you. Um, that's why a lot of times if you post something on. Uh, on social media where they where you expect them to go to someplace else a lot of times they don't do it um the people that really 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 love you to death and really 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 love your content they'll click through to anything they'll click right on through you know you'll put up your 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 your, your post and they'll immediately click through a lot of people go oh that's great and they'll hit a like but they won't <laughs> but they yeah. won't do the click through 
you know, because, um, you know, and, and it's it's and it's not a problem. It's, it's just the way it is. It's like, you know, let's be honest, you know, like you said, spouses and girlfriends and boyfriends don't come to all the shows. They live with you. I mean, you know, they don't need to, you know, they're not going to go to the shows. They support you in other ways. And that's the same right. thing with social media. They will, you know, they'll retweet and reblog and repost. And, but sometimes, you know, I think maybe uh, 10, 20 percent of the time maybe they'll click through to the other thing. They like you where they found you. And usually what happens, if you have someone that, that literally consumes the, the product that you really want them to consume, they come to the shows or they'll download this or they download that, you usually find them someplace else and then bring those people back to the social media. But remember, they found you at the content. So they'll, those people will always click back through <laughs> because mm. they came from yeah. the content. That's That's what I've noticed over the past 12 years. Hmm. and it just keeps and it's, it's one of those things that you, it just it's one of those things where it just like we like hydrogen hydrogen you know h2o you get water no matter <laughs> you always yeah. get water <laughs> hydrogen hydrogen oxygen you're going to get water and it's the same thing with social media it's but it's going to be about 10 20 percent of people that really love you that'll click through and it's nothing to be bothered about it it's it just that's just the way it is some things will never change that's just the way exactly. it is. Exactly. I was about to break into song just now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have stopped you. And I don't have my piano with me and also the ability to play it. <laughs> <laughs> Hate when I leave the ability to play piano at home. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, it was it was it was next it was next time I waddled on my desk. And uh, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe my my grandnephew knocked it on the floor somewhere else. When I sweep up, I'll find it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, how many how many uh comics do you do you is in your universe of comedy uh, currently. Obviously, you don't know the exact number because there's going to be people coming in and dropping off, but um, the universe is... Yeah, the best best I can say is triple digits. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that accounts for a really wide range, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, even if... I, let's say I'm booking a show and I go through every single comedian I've ever known mm -hmm. um, and no one can do it. Um, let's not get into your excuses for why you can't do it, but you know, mm -hmm. uh, um, there guys, are a number of comics. <laughs> did you guys hear, did you guys hear her just attack me just now? Did you guys hear that? <laughs> did you hear her viciously attack me? I'm having her on my popular show and yet she still viciously attacks me. This is wrong. I'm, uh, that's it. Ginger Ninja, I'm challenging you from Coco Kickboxer Productions. <laughs> <laughs> but let me ask you, are your ribs okay? No, not really. Well, I'm, my ribs are pretty good. I'm only 52 hours. I'm not like that old guy you <laughs> dang on near killed. <laughs> <laughs> but, so yeah, um, like even if no one I knew could do the show, there are a number of comics that I trust implicitly enough that I could call them and say, this is the kind of show that I'm doing, I can't find anyone to do it. Who else do you know? And then my network would continue to expand. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there's no real number, but I would imagine that it's somewhere in the hundreds. I'd have to, I'd have to assume so, uh, you know. Yeah. It, 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 because you... But what is your, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming, obviously you're, you're in New Jersey, so your primary area would be New Jersey, but how far, how big of a circle do you draw on the map? Um, 
Like with Ginger Ninja or as a performer? First Ginger Ninja, then performer. Ginger Ninja, I have not really left New Jersey with it. Um, mm-hmm. There's nothing stopping me. I haven't tried to actively market outside of New Jersey because the state is keeping me quite busy. But if someone, I mean, someone from, say, New York, Connecticut, Pennsylvania stopped and said, hey, can you do a show for me? There's nothing stopping me from saying no. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, the only, uh, so, um, other than that, well, I guess with them, I state. with Ginger Ninja, that's a big it is. State. <laughs> you know, you don't have to. And being, you know. yeah, and being where I'm at too, I'm pretty centrally located in the state where I can get to the south about as quickly as I can get to the north. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't know for some reason, I think I have Stockholm syndrome with New Jersey. I just love the place. I love driving around and discovering all these little weird pockets of the state that I would not have discovered otherwise just because i'm on my way to a show or a gig or a meeting or uh, some other kind of event just so i don't know what it is about new jersey but i love it and i even if i never get a gig outside of the state i probably wouldn't complain let's not gloss over this i like driving in new jersey uh that you just said (laughs) (laughs) it's not all traffic actually oh who remember who you're talking to here you're talking to somebody who very well knows new jersey and you i tolerate driving in new jersey okay and you literally just i love driving in new jersey right there i'm sensing there that you know that there's something wrong the county roads the, the county roads are my favorites the county roads are for the most part quite beautiful well that i'll um, give you that that I'll give you. Yeah, I, I will give you that. But 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 when you said I love driving in New Jersey, anybody who's listening to this, and there's a lot. Yeah, I got yeah, a lot of listeners I, in, in the area. Yeah, uh, they're probably going. Um, she's probably setting. That's probably here, here comes the punchline. She's gonna. She's setting up a bit. No, I I, I get that because I mean, I by saying I love driving in New Jersey, I'm not talking about like Route 70 or Route 9 or the Parkway or the Turnpike. Um, because, yeah, those are kind of nightmares most of the time. Um, but usually, I mean, I I will set my GPS to no, t- no toll roads, no highways, just to see, like, the most completely out there route that it can take me to wherever I'm going, if I have the time, if I'm not, you know, in a rush and have to get somewhere on time. But just to see the little, like I said, the little pockets of the state that you wouldn't otherwise find yourself because that's what interests me that is that is actually very very true of pretty much the entire when i say tri-state area um i yeah it's it's a little wider than that but when you go into the little even in in pennsylvania um, i believe uh, that you know you don't places that in i don't uh, places that end in berg and ville i used to call it the bergville tour uh, <laughs> you know, in Pennsylvania, I used to say I used to do the uh, Pennsylvania Bergville tour, but it's the same thing in New Jersey. The little, like you said, little little counties, little townships, these little places. It's it's they're and and they tend to have really super duper nice people. Mm. You know, and because every time I've gone there, it's just you know the 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 level of politeness from a person who was raised in Philadelphia. Um. 
I was, I had to get over being suspicious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I get that. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, we have to watch this guy who is smiling. What's wrong with him? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I actually had that conversation with, with a friend of mine, also from Philly. And we're standing there and, and we're doing shows. And, and uh, these people were just so, these, these were, it was like June Cleaver level nice. You know, one of those old shows from the 50s, whatever. And we're looking at the, these people like, what the hell is I do not trust this. I, I'm not believing this. I'm going to go see if my car is burned or tires are on it or something. I just And they were just nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm sitting there going, I think we basically, I, was like, I just couldn't believe it. But, that, but uh, oh, and now now that we've gone through the Ginger Ninja circumference of, of, uh, of jokes, now how, how big is the Molly Spurduto circumference of jokes? How far do you feel comfortable going? Um, and I know Philadelphia is included because that's where we met. <laughs> exactly. On the regular, um, again, there's probably no place I would really say no to. Um, mm. You know, as long as, I mean, if you're going to, you know, make me drive up to, say, Maine for nine hours, then the pay would have to be nice. Yeah. But other than that, um, most of the shows that I do, uh, you know, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. um, occasionally Delaware. Mm-hmm. But even if I'm, I know a couple couple years ago, it was like almost 10 years ago at this point, mm-hmm. I took a trip out to San Francisco. And while I was out there, tried to look up any um, open mics or any shows going on in the area that I could get a spot on. So I did a couple shows out there just for the heck of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that is kind of the nice thing about traveling in comedy at least you know in the 21st century mm. where if i'm planning a vacation and i feel like getting some speed stage time you can always just google where the local shows are and find you know facebook groups where of comedians in the area and be able to figure out a way to get some work and quote unquote be on the road even if you're on vacation that is the funniest thing is that's what's good about the job that's what's good about the job of comedy because I'm pretty sure no uh, pharmaceutical rep is going to Google. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I was wondering, I wanted to sell some, uh, some of these pills, these heart pills and these foot pills. I'm going to be in your area. Is there anybody? I could? <laughs> 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 you know, that's, that's the weird thing. Now, when you, you have a large circle of, of comics and comedy friends and people, People as like myself who you viciously attack. Um, <clears throat> I was wondering, and I, yeah, I will be doing the shows. I just have to get back on stage and uh, knock off some rust. Go for it. Okay. Mm, can't believe I'm getting attacked. So anyway, uh, I look forward to your to your triumphant return. Oh, now she's trying to be nice. You believe this, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't try to be nice now, uh, but um. I'm assuming because uh, you have a, your profiles out there and people are aware of engineering productions, you've been doing it for a while. You have got to be getting links, uh, obviously not tapes because it's not 1987, links <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to things. And when I don't see, I, 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 I want to ask this in a way so I don't make us both uh, 
sound like bad people, but it okay. has but it has to be asked. Um, you get links to shows. What percentage mm-hmm. of them absolutely blows? Um. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't answer that. But what I'm saying is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was I wasn't going to let you answer that. If you did answer it, I would have cut it out. Um, when you get to, <laughs> I. I was like, I, I put you in a bad position on purpose to, just for the joke. Uh, like I said, I wouldn't put you out there like that. But um, when you get, how, do you get, fl- is there a, are you still getting flooded, flooded, flooded with a lot of recordings? Because I know that as the person who books uh, lots of places, um, they've, they've got to be sending you a lot of things. Um, I don't get that much from people looking to be considered for my shows. Mm-hmm. I do I am much more often contacted by people who regularly do my shows looking to see if I have spots open for them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, with that, with that number, you really don't even really need new people per se. I mean, I mean, you may use new people, but I don't think you probably don't need new people. Do you? Yeah. I mean, generally speaking, and I don't have to tell you this, but there's way more comics out there than there are places to put them. Mm-hmm. And I just want to commend you on um, the very, very good. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Jen Saki, the very, very hmm? good. The, the uh, press secretary for the president, who's very good oh. and adept at uh, not being caught with gotcha questions. <laughs> <laughs> she, she also ginger ninjas it up uh, when she gets hit with those questions. So I understand the president who hates America. Uh you know, <laughs> they come up with these stupid questions. I know President Biden, who thinks America blows and uh, hates everybody. Um, well, how badly does he hate America? You know, and she's very, you know, she finds a way to answer the question without uh, getting in trouble. And uh, you did the same thing, even though, like I said, if you had if you had said something, I would have cut that crap out uh, <laughs> immediately. Much appreciated. I, I've only I've only had to edit out uh, things five times. Um, and three of the five times the person called me back. Yeah, S. Um, that thing I said about my wife. Uh, <laughs> I said, dude, I cut it out already. Go, oh, thank God, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, it was funny, but I don't think I just realized that she wouldn't find it funny, and I needed you to go. <laughs> you know, I, I, so I was kind. I, I, I would have contacted you. Molly, obviously, I was joking when I said that about uh, how many people, what percentage of people stink that send you tapes. Um, obviously, from 1987. Do you want me to cut that out? <laughs> that's what that's that would have been the next. Uh, that would have been the next phone call or text you would have gotten, uh, just in case, just so you know. So much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, things are as a uh, well, before before we get out. Of here, I just want to uh, ask you this. Um, do you do you find that um the the comedy that you, because obviously you, you probably want to make sure that the, the comedy's clean. I mean, you can't you're not going to have a non profit organization or a fundraiser with a guy doing uh, uh twenty five minutes on his junk, right? So <laughs> uh, not not that, but there are some organizations that want an adult rated show. Um, so it's not necessarily always clean. Mm-hmm. 
Now, okay. Now, what percentage? What percentage would you say? Because of the things that I've done of that of that, you know, uh, golf clubs, um, corporate type things, um, they uh, you, uh, we need this to be uh, very very clean. Uh, and some people, like you said, some people will. I think I maybe had two or three most who wanted a uh, quote adult show, but I I was like, nah, you get in the clean version. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to take any risks here. I'm going to keep it clean. But when you when they say adult show, I'm, they have to have some kind of parameters. And like I said, uh, using the example that I just used with a guy going, another thing about my stuff, huh? <laughs> you know. <laughs> That, I think that goes beyond adult at that point. But um, what percentage would you say of people that want more of a, you know, a little naughty, more of a risque show? Um. So, well, I don't. Would you count as far as? I mean, they are fundraisers, but would you count like the VFW and the firehouse shows under the charity shows that you're thinking of, or are they in a different category for you? Oh, truth be told, they would probably be in a different category because. Virtually every one of those that I've been on, I, I made it to the point to not curse or do anything, but the people in front of me uh, did not uh, hold true to that. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did one of those and the comments that some of them put on the comment cards made me blush more than anything any comedian has ever said on stage. Um, mm -hmm. So... Yeah, those are those are fun crowds. Yeah, if if you if, if you walk into those places, uh, I mean sometimes sometimes you can just kind of look around and go ah, tamp it down a little bit, uh, you know. Right, right. And sometimes you go up there going, I'm just, I'm also just take my pants off. I'm you know do that the Jim Carrey thing with the, with the butt. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can already see I'm I'm looking I'm already seeing what the, what's going on here. I know what this is going to be. You know, so that's 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 the that's the kind of thing I was talking about there. Ah, uh, so, uh, so um, as far as so not including them, the percentage the percentage does get smaller. So you are right about that. Um, trying to even think, it's been a while since I've uh, had to rack my brain for this. Um, I mean, for a majority of them. Mm -hmm. If I recall, a lot of them are mostly like, you know, you don't have to keep it clean, but keep it PG-13. And if you skew across into, you know, something more adult, eh, just don't overdo it. Um, so they're, they try, they want to keep it, you know, reasonable, but they're also usually pretty forgiving, especially if the comic's already doing a good job before breaching that territory. That's right. Do a great job and keep the filth in your closing bit. <laughs> yeah. Before I go, everybody, F-bomb, 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 yeah! F-bomb, <laughs> F-bomb! Thank you, good night. <laughs> he was fine for 52 minutes, then all of a sudden... He... <laughs> and all of a sudden, he, he did, his batteries ran out. He did eight minutes of F-bomb. I don't know why he did that. It was just... <laughs> I've only seen something like that one time. Where a guy, I'm sitting there going, I forgot the guy's name. He wasn't a famous guy, but he had, he did a 45 minute set. 42 minutes of it was squeaky deaky. You could take it and just chop it in little bits and just randomly throw it on television programs. You could actually, you could run his act on morning television. But the last three minutes, and you're sitting there going, 
why? <laughs> yeah. Like, why did you do that? You know, I can understand wanting to shock people. With, I mean, if you threw a, like a little F-bomb in there somewhere in the character, I get it. There's a little shock piece at the end. But it was like, it was almost like he went from Jerry Seinfeld to some dude, some, to some guy who uh, does bar gigs for a living back in the 80s. And another thing about my stuff, I put it in and I push it, the thing and the stuff. And, it, and you're going, oh my. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole audience is going, I'm in the back. I'm laughing hysterically in the back because uh, I wasn't on that show, thank God. And uh, <laughs> I was just hanging out with some friends, but it was just kind of funny. So uh, after the show, after the the program uh, is over with, uh, you get feedback from the comics. Obviously, like you said, you said earlier in the show that they text you. Um, right. What do you do? You get. Uh, I'm assuming it's obviously you're you're still in business and you're doing well, so obviously you're getting positive feedback. But what is the worst thing uh, that someone has said? Because I'm assuming it has to have happened at least once where someone just, you know, probably early on, because as you get better at it and you've been around for a long period of time, you become more efficient and you weed out the people that are going to do those type of things or they weed themselves out. But have you ever had one of those post-show phone calls or texts where someone just you know went a little crazy went a little too far um a little nuts (laughs) no hmm and i i and i would not be surprised if you didn't have that mainly because by the time you start booking your comics you know them already. Yeah. And they know um, you. And if you're doing a show for somebody that you know and you like, it's just like anything else. You want to do a good job for them. And, and it, I mean, you want to do a good job for yourself artistically from an ego standpoint and from an artistic standpoint, but you also realize you don't want to mess it up for your friend. Right, right. So you've been pretty clean as far as that is concerned. You haven't had to deal with that kind of crap, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, like there's a complaint when uh, every so often if, you know, someone says something that offends someone and they want to make their opinion known. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of par for the course in comedy, regardless of how careful you try to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky that, so I always just try to put comment cards out, mm-hmm. uh, at least in pre-COVID times, because right now I don't really want to, well... I don't know. I could probably let them back in, but for a while, I'm like, I I don't want to put these out because then you're touching my pens. You're touching everything. I don't want to touch it now. So, Mm. uh, keep your comments to yourselves. Um, (laughs) but the comment cards were really, if anyone had something that they, some immediate reaction that they wanted to complain about, they could do it on the comment card so that I didn't have to deal with, um, an angry email later where they let everything out because the comment cards have a tiny, tiny little space on it. So they Mm. can't really complain that much. So unless they like write me a comment on across three comment cards. Um, And that's scary when you see that. So (laughs) there was no, my favorite. Okay. So there was one guy that um, apparently had something to say about me. In addition to, he just did not like this show um, that I had put on. Uh, it was not his cup of tea so he was rambling on and on about the things he didn't like about it and went comic by comic and the and it he took 
the entire front and back of this comment card. And on the back of it, it said, if was his note for me, the MC, he goes, MC, please talk less. Sorry. Um, and I'm like, you're the first person in ginger ninja history. Who's had to use both sides of the comment card. And you want me to talk less. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Too <laughs> ironic. <laughs> so that's that's probably of the two of us. Well, as you can, as you just heard of the two of us, there's one sing. There's only one singer, uh, and it's not me uh, <laughs> in this on this show. <laughs> yeah. And but that it, was a lovely Alanis Morissette tune. Yeah, I think I, I think I can. All, I think I'm going to pick up my phone and it's going to be a text from our lawyer. Uh, never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing is, essentially, what you just had was troll the live show. Yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, the, he's like, I like to, uh, I like to travel the world and troll people for no reason and be mean to strangers for no reason. Because if you really don't like something yeah. and you don't have to do it again, you know what you do? You shut up and you go home. Exactly. I feel like making someone feel bad for no reason. That says more about that person. And also, I want to apologize for writing that much on the card. I didn't realize it was you guys, and uh, you know, I'd have, <laughs> if I'd have known that, I would, I would have, I would have, I would have not done that. I'm just, you know, we didn't know each other well back then, so I just wanted to say no, I was kidding, obviously. <laughs> it, it, it's it's to make up for the fact that I spent so much of this podcast attacking you. Yeah, I get it. Well, I'm well. The thing is, I feel good because at least I, I I don't have to go to the hospital like that old guy you almost finished off. So. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I need you to promise me something. Um, obviously, I'm going to have you on the show again, but I need you to do me a favor. Sure. Uh, one, keep the body mm -hmm. count down. No promises. Okay. Uh, see, see what I'm saying, guys? See what I'm saying? <laughs> that's why she says ginger ninja. Was this kind of, I want, is that really Molly that's attacking that old man? I can't tell. Um, look at the hair, bro. <laughs> that's her. <laughs> Okay, and uh, we have completed this episode. I want to thank you for coming on again. As always, it's, it's, a, it's great talking to you. It was great talking to you when we met. At the, we have our pre-show conversations at the Spaghetti. Uh, enjoyed the first ep episode with you on, and, and I enjoyed this one even more. And yes, Likewise. you have no choice. You got to come back again. The Coco Kickboxer has spoken. I am already looking forward to it. The Coco <laughs> Kickboxer has spoken. <laughs> and I'm gonna link up. Uh, I'm gonna link up your uh, website onto the onto the show notes so people can uh, check you out, so they can find your schedule and everything like that. Awesome! I appreciate that. All right, Molly. Thank you for coming on. We will talk, and I and I appreciate I appreciate you coming on. And, and as like I said, it was great talking to you. It was. It's always great talking to you. All right. Take care, my friend. You too. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, now that was fun, wasn't it? Told you, what did I tell you? Have I failed you yet? No. Will I fail you? Also no. <laughs> Thanks again for all your support. Much love to everybody, and I'll see you again next time. Take care.